Okay. Podcast time. I'm tired. Yeah, it's earlier for me than for you. Your girl had two old fashions last night. Oh my goodness. On a Monday and I think it was one too many. The perfect number is one old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Who made this yeah. old fashioned? A little restaurant I like to call Fifth and Taylor. Ah, is that your favorite restaurant in Nashville? It's up there. Like it's definitely like when my family's in town, we like to go because it's oh, it's like everybody like loves it. And when people ask for recommendations for Nashville, like it's always in my top three recommendations for sure. Yeah. It's a good date spot. Like it's it's like not it's not outrageous, but it's a nice restaurant, you know, like getting in a cheap night out. But the food's amazing. The old fashioned I had, it was like a fall old fashioned, had some like coffee syrup in it. I don't know. It was great. But oof, the head, the head's hurting. Were you on a date here? Like what was happening? Oh, I was with my family. Oh. Yeah. Got it. I was with the fam bam. Is the damn fam. Got, you. you you got to drink to get through a family dinner, you know? Tell me about it, sister. Gotta. Well, that's good. Is everyone like home for, it's not even the holidays yet. What am I thinking? It seems like it's the holidays now, right? Mm-hmm. It sure does. Like we're, we're just going to shut it down until February, feels like. Yep. That sounds right. That yeah. sounds like what's going to happen. Perfect. I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, it's good and it's bad. We've been shut down for so long. I don't need another shutdown. I need money. <laughs> that's true. Give me money. Oh, that's true. Paradise not paying the bills? Well, that money came and went long ago, okay? That, we filmed that in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got to see the new SoFi Stadium where, like, the Rams and the Chargers play yesterday. Oh, I feel like everyone and their mom was there. Yeah, it was a lot of people. It, well, because there was... The Rams played yesterday, and then the Chargers played last night, same stadium. But I always say, man, that place is fucking loud. I mean, I guess it should be because it cost $5 billion. Here's a fun fact. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is the most expensive stadium I think they've ever built. Wow. Coming in at $5.5 billion, which is a lot of money. Guess how much the second most expensive stadium is, which was just built in Las Vegas for the Raiders. Don't know. Just guess. Three million. Nope. One point nine billion. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like the new SoFi Stadium is not even double. It's more than double the most ex expensive stadium ever built. By is that because it's in L.A.? Probably, I don't know. But I will say it's loud, man. I've been to a lot of loud stadiums. I, I would say that, like, LSU, Death Valley at night is very fucking loud. Kansas City, Camaro Head, that place is loud. But last night, I could not hear anything the entire <laughs> game. So anyways, yeah, that place is pretty cool. Beautiful. Football. Wouldn't know. You're not a big football gal. Mm-mm. I will say another thing about football that's my favorite thing. So I'm in uh, a fantasy league with, like, all, like, the old Bachelor people, like, Ben and Jared and Dean and Nick and Harrison. Hey, we're all in it. Your boy is 4-0. And I don't like to like do this because then I'm going to like jinx myself. But your boy is 4-0. No one is even close to having a record like that. Okay? Mm -hmm. Beat Tanner this past week. Tanner won DraftKings a million dollars twice. What? So, yeah, but last time we had to give it back, though, because there was some scandal or something. I mean, that's, I'm just feeling good. So well, I, that's great. On my team, even though my Raiders lost last night and my Titans lost 
yesterday. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Sports. We lost the entire audience um, just now. Cool. Got it. Okay, let's bring it back. Including um, me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> mm, you want to start and then get into Bachelor? Yeah. Okay, you or me? I think maybe me. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy, episode 174, the last episode of Paradise, where we will recap, and then we'll get back to normal stuff. Then we'll probably still talk about freaking Michelle's season. I don't know. You know we will. I know we will, but I'm going to focus a lot less on that this go around. Because you're not on it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, you were barely on this one, too, but that's okay. Mm. So, okay. Great. What TV shows are you on right now? Oh, got it. I don't want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. When I was on TV, it was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my whole life. So, mm, yeah. I'll pass on that. Last episode finale. Are you surprised? I'm a little surprised. There were so many engagements, but it would, I think. It was my favorite finale of any Bachelor in Paradise so far. Really? Why? I don't know. I just loved it. I really love all three of these couples because all three of them are very unexpected. I think any person that gets engaged in Paradise is unexpected because it's like, seriously? You guys are getting engaged uh, in adult camp. Got it. Cool. I mean, that's true. But I don't know. All three of the couples are just very kind of odd pairs, like not people you would really ever put together. And I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to the engagements there at the end, but I guess we got to start at the beginning. I do love the engagement day, but I really love breakup day. I love breakup day. It is my favorite thing to sit and watch at the bar. And they won't even they use. They just drop like flies. Dude, people are just like, peace. They get like senioritis. They're just like, I'm out. I got to go. Yeah. Let's go back to Noah and Abigail. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, do you care? <laughs> the only reason I care is because I feel awful for Abigail because yeah. I think Noah's trash. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So. I don't know. He just was so, like, he just flip-flopped. Like, it was, like, one second he's, like, I'm, I'm in love with you or I love you or whatever the fuck he said. And then, like, all of a sudden he's, like, stone cold, you're not my person, bye. Yeah. Like, it, what? It Come on. It didn't make any sense to me either. It's, like, wait, hold on. Like, less than 24 hours ago you said you're falling in love with her. Like, what? Like, if you're using the rationale of she didn't say it back mm-hmm. and she's, like, oh, I didn't hear him. Let's not forget she's hearing impaired. Probably a pretty good, you know, excuse. Yeah. No, were you just like looking for an exit strategy? Mm-hmm. Didn't sit well with me. Haven't, but haven't really bought that since day one, that whole, their whole thing. Yeah. So do they do this every time? Do they, at the end, do they show like where they are now? Where are they now type things? No, because, no because we've always done a reunion show. Oh, we, we didn't okay. do one this year, so. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I loved that little montage, but you know, like obviously they said like, oh, they're hanging out and whatever again. And I'm like, girl, move on. You deserve way fucking better. Well, did you see like all the, the drama with Claire and Dale? I read something about it somewhere, but I don't, I don't understand what's going on. So please explain it to me. I mean, I don't really either, but apparently like Claire and Dale are broken up for good this time. And it's like, right. Sure. Okay. Okay. But what does it have to do with Abigail? That's what I didn't understand. I guess a very cryptic message that Claire left on Instagram. And it seemed like, you know, maybe Dale was 
hooking up with somebody else or something. And for some reason, Abigail was tagged in it, thus making Bachelor Nation think that Abigail and Dale hooked up, which is like, what? Okay. And then Noah put out a video where he's like, so I've been getting sent a lot of things on Instagram and I'd like to like address it. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then you hear someone giggling in the background and it's obviously Abigail's giggle. Anyways, I just don't care. Claire, please stop. I'm done. I'm done with you. We're like three fucking people away from your season. I gotta stop. Can't. Don't. Yeah. Care anymore. I mean, here's the thing, dude. You did the show for two episodes. Remember? And then yeah. you left. No, yeah. I don't care. Okay, so the Ed McKenna breakup was mm -hmm. hilarious. Justice for Ed. Ed is not trash. I agree. Justice for Ed, that poor guy, he just did not, he did not want to get broken up with. And I'm sure in his mind, he's like, you can't break up with me. We're not even together. But like, let's keep saying, hey, hanging out. And she was like, having none of it. Which I don't really get because like McKenna, honey, <laughs> he, come on. Like the guy really likes you. I think you should give him a shot here. Like what's wrong with you? Not for nothing, but like we don't deserve Ed. You don't deserve Ed. <laughs> You know? Yeah. But here's my yeah. thing. Like, I want Ed back on that beach. Like, I want Ed back on that beach so bad. I think, yeah, he'll come back, right? I hope so. You know, he really pulled my heartstrings this season. And oh. I, I really liked Ed, even though he looks exactly like young Sylvester Stallone. Okay. And then you have the James and Aaron uh. breakup bromance. Okay. What the fuck, James? <laughs> what the fuck? Like... You've been on this beach the whole time. Yeah. No one's liked you. No one's given you the time of day because you're, you're, we thought you were too nice of a guy. We thought, oh, he's just too nice. He's just such a good guy. He's walked over like the good guy always ends up last, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes, you know, sweet little Anna and you guys have a great time and she really likes you. And it seems like James has finally, like all of his time on this beach is finally for a reason. He's made a connection and then he's just going to. Oh, you're, I'm not into it. Bye. What's he doing? Yeah. You, okay, you've known the girl a couple of days. We're not expecting you to tell her that she's your fucking person and you want to leave together. But couldn't you at least have been like, hey, I've had so much fun with you. Like, I'd like to see you outside of paradise. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. The bit is hilarious. Like, okay, let's, well, let's, sure. let's just like break down why this is so fucking funny. One, because those two guys are the broiest of all the bros I've ever come across in that place. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just facts, hard facts. James breaking up with Anna, like, okay, whatever. And then Aaron going and doing that to Tia was kind of fucked up, but also like really, really funny. But Tia kind of getting left for guys going after other guys is the subplot here, right? Right. They don't say it, but we're all thinking it. And in that respect, chef's kiss. Right. I mean, it was a little funny, the Aaron and Tia part for me, because it was like, they made out once. Like, it's yeah. not like they have a relationship, you know? And so Tia's reaction to me was hilarious. She was cracking up and she's like, well, fuck you. And laughs yeah. it off. And I think it's really funny. But I think Anna really liked James. And I, th I thought James, it seemed to me like James was looking at her like, oh my gosh, like heart eyes for you a little bit. And then he was just like, nope. Yeah. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, 
I'm stressed. But here's the thing, if you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. I'll tell you who I'm shipping. Anna and Ed. Next season of Paradise. I could see it. They seem like good kids looking for yeah, love. There you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. The Nectar Bros, though. They're, they're just hilarious. I don't know if we'll Do they really live together in San Diego now? I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that is fucking nuts. They invited me to go. There's like some club that they go to where they, like the drinks are free. And I think normally I would be like, no way. But for those two, like, I would like to go out and see what like a night out with those dudes are. I'm going to be in San Diego. Yeah. Not this weekend, but next weekend playing Blended Festival. So Aaron and James, if you guys would like to uh, go on a little bro date and come out to the festival, let me know. All right. There Love you go. Love to have you. All right. I like that. Like I to see this dynamic in person. I can reach out to him. You need to have them both at your DJ booth, like hi- as your hype. Oh my men. god, that would be funny. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Were there, were there any other breakups? Uh Oh, oh, oh! We didn't talk about Becca and Thomas. Oh, oh yeah, that was a weird one. His fake crying <laughs> was the worst acting I've ever seen anywhere on any TV show in my 34 years. <laughs> Like, have you ever seen something so bad? I like, I like Thomas, but I was going to say, like, bro, what are you doing? It was atrocious. Someone get this guy some eye drops. Jesus Christ. How, how did Becca keep a straight face? I, that's, that? that's the thing. Like, if I. <laughs> Like, bro, what, what, what are you doing here? Uh, I think he was sad. And I think in his weird mind, he thinks that that's what he was supposed to do. But he couldn't get there. But he's like, uh, but I'm supposed to do this, you know? Right. Poor guy. It almost seemed to me, because she did keep a straight face, it almost seemed to me like they had kind of like made, made already talked about what they were going to do and been like, all right, well, you know, we're not going to get engaged here. So like, let's like have like a, you know, like a, like a good exit. Right. And like put on a, like a nice like show for the show to exit. And I'll tell you that I'm not sure. And you're, and I'm not sure that, you know, I'm in for this and then you'd be upset and sad and then we'll go home and continue to date and it'll all be great. Mm. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I don't. Maybe Thomas had that thought in his mind. and he's Everyone's going to love me. 
I'm going to be a star in Hollywood. You're going to see my acting chops. And then that happened. They but were that, bad. I think the Aaron James thing was funny. I think Thomas crying was funnier. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, anyways, I think that those are all the breakups. Uh, you know, the little, the ending said that Becca and Thomas are still seeing each other. Yeah. Do you not think that's kind of weird considering the way it ended on the show? Not really. I mean, they did like each other, and she was, like, super into him. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised that they got back together. Here's the thing about, like, breakup dates. It's not binary there. There's all these different shades of, like, okay, get engaged, or, like, leave together, or leave, but I don't know. Let's just see what happens, and then, oh, maybe I'll fly to Colorado and see you, and then we'll see what happens, or we break up. You know, like, there's all these different shades. The truth of the matter is, I don't think Becca really wanted to break up with him, but didn't want to, like, leave as a couple together. So, really, where they left was, like, somewhere in that gray area, and so Mm -hmm. it doesn't shock me. I am a little shocked about Abigail and Noah rekindling outside. Mm -hmm. You know, that one I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. That's how you felt, Noah. What the fuck? You know? I know. Why would you think a good play is to break America's little sweetheart? Yeah. All right. So I think those are all the breakups. I think so. And then we have the engagements. My whole thing was like, I just didn't really think Riley was going to be able to get there as far as just like an engagement, not because he doesn't love her or like her. I think he does a lot, but like, I was just shocked he was able to do that. I think there's some things that are really probably important to him. Like he, you know, he said like, you haven't even met my mom and things like that, where I was like, you know what? I'm thinking he might say, let's leave together, but I can't do the engagement thing yet. So I was a little surprised that he did propose. That's the only thing about that. Mari and Kenny. I love them together. Oh, really? I really do. I really do too. But I feel like when we talked, you know, in the past episodes, you were like, I don't like Mari and Kenny definitely aren't going to get together. Riley and Marissa, maybe. And Joe and Serena, maybe. But now yeah. you're saying that you love Mari and Kenny. So even though I didn't think they would make it, I've always kind of liked them together. I just really thought that after everything that's happened between them on the season, that it was like it was I almost thought like it was just too much for them to really make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, they both had moments second guessing and going back and forth. And so usually when you when that happens, like I feel like it's people aren't making it work. What I love about them, though, is like I feel like they're both super fucking weird. Yeah. And I think Mari hides that she is because she's so pretty and like, you know, she's like her out- outwardly and she's so quiet and like kind of stealth about it. But I feel like deep down she's like kind of a freak. And I think he's a freak. And I think that they're adorable together because of that. OK. And then Joe and Serena. Okay, I'm sorry, but the worst thing I have ever seen the producers do on this show is bring Kendall in to the platform where he's about to propose to his girl. You're mad at producers or are you mad at Kendall? Well, because no one makes mad at Kendall. But I mean, honestly, like for I just can't imagine being a producer and being like, all right, yeah, I'm about to do this to this guy. Like this good guy that's finally moved on and we've already tortured him once by bringing his ex down here and making him relive all these memories with her right here while he's trying to move on. And we're going to fucking do it again when this poor guy is about to like open up his heart and propose to this woman that he loves. And we're going to dangle his fucking ex in front of him again on the spot where he's about to propose. I don't know. I it, it was tough for me to watch it. I agree it's fucked up. I don't know if I completely agree with, like, where you're directing your anger, though. I don't know, because the producers had the power to to tell Kendall, like, okay, we're not going to let you do this. Like, it's one thing for her to come up there and say, like, I want one more chance to, like, break Joe and Serena up and for them to be like, okay, 
Yep, that'll be good TV. Go on. Okay, but here's my argument against that because the producers aren't in the business of like making sure Joe is okay. The producers are in the business of the art of making a good television show. Now, if you if you make the decision to go do that on that day of all days, I think the onus lies upon Kendall. I would have been like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that on engagement day. I would have said, no way. I got to go because no one's making you do anything. Yeah. I just know people do crazy shit when you're in love and you think you're going to lose somebody. Yeah, I know. So it's like, yeah, Kendall's in the wrong for sure, but she's blinded by the like rage and like conflicting feelings of like rage and loving Joe and like all the things. So it's like, of course, she's going to try and break them up. Come on. She's a woman. Like, come on. We're like, we're not going to back down. Right. It's like, you're going to give it every shot you've got. Producers have watched Joe go through all this and like had the ability to tell Kendall, like, no, you had your chance. Let the guy be happy or whatever. Don't ruin the moment. Like, because now for him, like, if it were me, I mean, Serena doesn't know because she wasn't there and didn't see it happen. But like, if that were me and I were Joe, like, m that memory of me proposing would always be like maimed by the the visual of Kendall standing there right before Serena. And that would make me so fucking mad at them. I agree. I like, did they have to have her come and stand right there on the platform? Why couldn't they have been like, Joe, hey, uh, we need you to come over here for a minute. Um, something's up. And like, take him off that fucking platform. It's the just the, the visual of her fucking standing there during Serena's moment angers me. I agree. It's, I'm angry. It's the obvious place to do it. I'm angry. I wish Joe had done a little bit of, you're going to do this on this day to me. I know. Love you, always yeah. will. Sorry it didn't work out, but you're going to do this to me on this day of all days. Yeah. I kind of wish he'd, he had kind of sacked up so not cool. I know. And then it put him in a bad situation because he got engaged and he's just the most honest person in the world. He had to tell Serena immediately, mm -hmm. or he told her before they got engaged, like, hey, just so you know. Kind of just came down mm -hmm. and you could you could see like the just light fade away from her eyes immediately. Anyways, I agree with you. I, I think it's annoying. I disagree with who I'm angry at, I guess, about it. I got pitched a lot. I mean, when I was on the show, I got pitched a lot of ideas that I said, no, thank you. I will not be doing that. And they said, okay, fine. You know, like you can say no to things. I hear where you're coming with it all. BTS, they didn't show is that when that happened, I was down there and then I went and had to have a talk with Joe and be like, how you doing? And he was just like, the problem is, is that Joe, I could never rattle Joe. He, cause he was just, well, this is ridiculous. I can't believe she came down here. What am I going to do now? I just got to laugh it off. Joe, you can be, you can be emotional here. It's okay. And he just wouldn't, he was just like, this is so ridiculous. I was kind of always his response. So they obviously cut it because I couldn't get the grocery bitch to cry mm -hmm. next time. Maybe he did shed a little tear when he asked Serena to yeah, marry him. I know. Oh, I loved it so much. I know. They're cute. I loved it. I'm dying to know, is she moving to Chicago? Yeah, I don't know. I'm dying to know. But I feel like Toronto to Chicago is not that far of a flight. No, it's not. But you can't get married and live in different cities. Like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could, but it sounds crazy. You can go back and forth. I don't know. Yeah, you can go back and forth for sure. I got a feeling she's going to move to Chicago. That's what I was thinking. This is turned into a big, you know, 90-day fiancé fiasco. Mm -hmm. Green card chasing. <laughs> 
Love them. Final thoughts on BIP. Who do you think is going to last and who do you think is going to fizzle? I don't know. I could honestly see all three of these couples making it. Hope so. Did you like the season? I did. I liked it a lot. It was good, huh? Uh-huh. It was good. I know that this sounds biased because I'm on this one. But I got to say, I used to think that The Bachelor was the best show and then Paradise was the second best show and then Bachelorette was third. I now think that it's not even close. Personally, I think that Paradise is so much better than the other two shows for whatever reason. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it's just so much more entertaining to me than the other ones. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But you need the other two for Paradise. Yeah, you do. Are we closing the book on BIP season seven? I think so. All right. We did it. We did it. You got some fave things, bro? I actually don't know if I do. Okay, good. Well, luckily, I also do this show. <laughs> Have you watched the new, quote unquote, new Britney doc? There's a new one. Did you know? No, but I saw that her dad is no longer her conservator. Right, which we love to see. Yeah. Free Britney. It happened. She is free. Is she? Well, from him. Okay. Which we love. Yeah. So. But there is, there's a new doc. I don't know who made this one. Maybe Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. And apparently, I haven't seen it yet, but um, apparently it's mostly about like, I guess her dad had security cameras like put everywhere so he could spy on her, which is like a little bit creepy. But also like as a parent, if your kid's going down a dark hole, like it's such a blurry line of like, can you justify doing that and invading someone's privacy like that? That's an adult. Like I just, it's crazy to me. So apparently that's what it's all about is like this security team that did all these things that her dad asked them to do that were probably not okay. And, and that that's has like a, a lot to do with the, how the whole conservatorship started, I think. So I need to watch that because it's the talk of the town right now. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about, but there's also a part of me that's like, it's Britney Spears. There's going to be cameras everywhere because of security. Like Sarah yeah, and I have like, a big security Yeah, but like not like in the system. house, like spying on what you're doing. Yeah, but we have cameras in the house that look at like different parts of the house. Yeah, but who's looking at those cameras besides you guys? No, just us. That's what I'm saying. And like her dad's over here watching it with like the whole security team. I, I, I don't know. It's just, I need to watch it before I speak on it, I guess. But sounds sounds sketchy as fuck. Have you been watching Dancing with the Stars at all? No. That's okay. I really don't care about Dancing with the Stars. One, because like I just don't know who's good and, and who's not good. Sarah's like, oh my God, look at their plie or whatever. I don't, I don't even know the term, <laughs> you know? By the way, campaign to get Sarah to be a judge on that show because she knows all the fucking moves. She's always saying like, oh my God, great lines, like good toe points, all this stuff. And I'm like, you need to be a judge on this show. Get that fucking old guy. Get him out of here. Old guy, I need you out, dude. Don't care about your old ass. And here's my other thing. Carrie Ann Anon. She's mean. Like, she's not like Simon Cowell, like where it's like his show, so he gets to be mean or whatever. Like, I don't understand why you get to be mean. I don't understand. I will say Derek Huff, great job. Thumbs up. And also like the really flamboyant guy at the end who's always standing up and be like, amazing. I love that guy. I love him. Love that guy. Love that so guy. So this is what I want. I want Sarah, Derek Huff, and then amazing guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. <laughs> And also, here, I'm here, on board. here's my other thing with Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, I really need you to pay attention to talking over people when you're doing your interview. As the radio guy in me is like, when two people are talking at the same time, no one is talking because you can't hear anything. Please ask your question. Let people respond. Back up. That's, that's my, uh, end it there. I have some issues with this season. Here are my issues. So you are watching it. Yeah, I watched a couple, couple episodes. But here's my issues. All these people are 
too good at dancing. Like, the show in my mind is supposed to be people who fucking suck at dancing that are kind of famous who then become good. You, you can't go being a dancer, JoJo Siwa. She's known for being on Dance Moms. That's a show about people who are dancers. What the fuck? That's like if there was like some football tryout show and you sent Peyton Manning. He's already good. How can you get better if, if you're already a dancer? It makes no sense. You're right. Of course she's good. That makes sense. Oh, Suni Lee? She's a gymnast. She's a gymnast or dancers. Of course you're going to be good at this. And you're going to flip around and do all these crazy stuff. You're a dancer. That's dancing with flips and shit. That's not fair. You know? Yeah. And then Brian Austin Green. Come on, dude. You're dating a fucking dancer. You guys get to practice the entire time. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin, Brian Green eater. I don't understand, dude. And then you got Sporty Spice, Melanie C. You were in uh, All Girls Poppin'? You, could, you have to be a dancer. It's like having Lance Bass on the show. You're a dancer. You know choreography. Amanda Klutz, she's on Broadway. If you're on Broadway, you have to know how to sing and dance. Everyone on this show is a cheater. Ah! What about Matt James? How's he doing? He's okay. That's who we're supposed to have on there. Someone who's like, not good, but they get better and then it's interesting, you know? Right, yeah, for sure. A fucking, an actual dancer goes on Dancing with the Stars is insane to me. <laughs> I have two big time fave things. Oh, really? Big time fave things. Okay. Have you started watching Midnight Mass? I was literally going to say it was my least favorite thing this week. Oh, my God. Brandy, I have to say, the more I do this show, the more I realize you have <laughs> terrible taste in everything. <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I was excited about it because it's the same somebody as Haunting of Hill House, which I fucking loved. Yeah. And I love Michael Saracen from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And he's in it. I love Halloween. I love spooky stuff. And so I was excited about it. But it's just not grasping me. Oh, what episode are you on? I just watched one. Oh, well, yeah. You <laughs> you got to you gotta get to the meat of the show. How many episodes in is that? Maybe three. I was like, Sarah, you need to stop going to Pilates because we need to finish this show. Oh, my gosh. It's, really? Oh, my God. I, I was obsessed with it. You need to watch... First of all, you need to watch episode two because Alon wrote episode two. Oh, he did. And I have to say the writing in it is phenomenal. It's annoying that you haven't seen it because I want to talk to you about like what I think it is. Well, I'll give it another go if you love it that much. I'm telling you, it's one of the better shows I've seen all year. What? Yeah. All right. Here's the tag. An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious priest. Midnight Mass. So it's on island off the coast of Maine. Small little island. The main character, like Brandy said, the guy from Friday Night Lights, his name is Zach Guilford. He's been in jail for, I don't know, the past, like, maybe six or seven years because he got into an accident, killed somebody while drunk driving. A kid. Yeah, a little girl. So he gets out of jail and he has to kind of go back to living with his family and like get on his feet. All the while, it's a very, very tight-knit community. It's a very religious community. Everyone goes to mass and everything. A new priest comes in and he's like, don't worry, uh, I'm not replacing your old priest. He's just not feeling great, and he's back on the mainland getting some, you know, in the hospital getting some work done, but he's going to be fine. He'll be back soon. And then 
some weird stuff starts to happen. This young priest starts to perform miracles. There's a little girl who's paraplegic and she's in a wheelchair and he like makes her walk. And then everyone that's kind of like old and stuff starts becoming younger and all these things start happening and you're like, who is this priest? And then when you realize who the priest is and what he's doing and how he's doing it, it absolutely blows your mind. And what episode are you on? I finished it. Oh, you're done. Oh, shit. Okay. But anyways, it is so good. Please just keep going. Watch. Okay. Watch the second. Get to the third episode and then I'll let you go. Okay. But by then you're going to be like, I'm I'm hooked. hooked. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes me excited because I was super excited about it when I saw it come up. Yeah, it's good. The other one that I haven't finished, I've got one episode left, but is so good, is the Korean show called oh, Squid Game. Squid, Squid Game. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very good. Okay, but I've heard, first of all, I heard it's obviously subtitles, which is tough for me. It's and no, second it's, of all, it's dubbed. Oh, it's dubbed. It's overdubbed, yeah. Okay, that's better, I think. And then the second thing is my, I think my mom said that it was like really, really dark. Yes, it is. Like how how dark are we talking? I'll just give, kind of give you the synopsis of it and you can kind of figure it out from there. Hundreds of cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes, a survival game that has a whooping 45.6 billion won prize at stake. Squid Game. It's like a bunch of people who, who live in South Korea who are in debt. And they get invited to come play this, this game. The first game, everyone goes out into this big field and they play Red Light, Green Light. I don't know if you remember Red Light, Green Light, but someone's at the end of a line and they say, Green Light, and you start running. And then they say, Red Light, you gotta stop. Okay, they start playing red light, green light. But here's the thing. When she says red light, it's a stop. And if you move at all, it'll notice that you've moved. And then it puts a bullet in your brain. Oh, frick. So, I mean, the, the, the first game is amazing because it's like it's like 456 people are playing. And, you know, someone goes and stops and then moves a little bit and they shoot him. And then everyone starts fucking freaking out. But still on red light, no one's supposed to be moving. So then it just starts like unloading a lot of people. And then so some people are like, oh, my God, I can't move. And then they've got to finish the game. But you've also got a clock. Like you got to, you got to get to the end, you know, before four minutes are up or whatever. It's like that. It's like children's games, but like obviously very high stakes, mm -hmm. but for a lot of money. And it's really good. Really? Really good. And yeah, you're right. It is like super gory. It's like <laughs> Hunger Games, mm -hmm. but not. Right. <laughs> But not that. All right. Wow. I mean, everyone's they're saying it's like the best Netflix show ever. Well, yeah, ever. It's, apparently it's like the only show ever to have a 100% rating on like Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. Yeah. And then last, I got a movie for you guys. Have you heard about Vacation Friends? No. It's so good. Okay. It's on Hulu and it's Lil Rel Howery. He's like a comedian. He's in Get Out and Tag and Free Guy. Like if you saw him, you'd be like, oh yeah, I know exactly who that guy is. And then it's John Cena and, and then a bunch of other people. So here's the tag. A couple meets up with another couple while on vacation in Mexico, but their friendship takes an awkward turn when they get back home. So John Cena and his wife, Meredith Hagner, I think her name is. They're like the party people at the resort, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, the other couple 
is like very kind of conservative and he's got like the whole trip planned out. He's going to get engaged there and it's going to be romantic. It's just going to be about them. Things happen where their like room gets ruined. And so they have to kind of bunk up with John Cena and his wife and John Cena and his wife. Like the first thing they do is like they make a margaritas and they're drinking them. They're like, oh my God, these margaritas are so good. They're like, what's on, what's on the rim? This doesn't taste like salt. And they're like, oh no, that's cocaine. And they're like, we <gasps> rim the entire thing of, you know, margarita with cocaine. They're like, yeah, we're in Mexico, guys. Oh, my God. So they're like super party, like super crazy fun, like down for anything. And the other couple's not. When you're on vacation, you're just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just have so much fun. Let their guard down and have this amazing time. And at the end of it, okay, we're going to go back to our real lives. And John Cena's, we're going to be friends forever. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure we are. And then like, you know, like we're never going to talk to them again. We're never going to mention all the cocaine we did, all the crazy stuff that happened. Fast forward, you know, the conservative couple's getting married. The bride-to-be comes from, like, this very well-to-do family. The wedding is very highfalutin and stuff. Obviously, John Cena and his wife, rash shit. I thought we were best friends forever, and why weren't we invited? What the fuck? Calamity ensues, and then you realize that the true friends are your vacation friends. And it's so good. It's so good. That sounds good. It's really, it was a movie that I was like, okay, whatever. And then we watched it and I was like, I love this movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall vibes. Yeah. Meets like Wedding Crashers vibes. Love. Fantastic. Love that. Love that for me. So like last thing, you know, obviously I went to that football game last night, which was a lot of fun. And so we were in a box and there uh, was a buffet and the buffet was great. But you know how sometimes when you're in a box, you can see the people in the box next to you and you can see that they have different food. Oh my God, what are, what are they eating? And the people in the box next mm -hmm. to us, they were eating tacos and they looked delicious. Yum. And I was like, I want that. Sarah was like, we can't, we can't have that because we don't have the tacos over here. And I was like, but yeah, but I want the tacos over there. And she was like, yeah, but you can't have the tacos because we're not over in that box. You have to see what's in this, this box. I said, yeah, but I want the tacos. And here's the thing. I was, every buffet, if, if you're listening to me, Culinary Institute making buffets, <laughs> Every buffet should have tacos. And do you know why? Because tacos are only as bad as you make them. Because you have to create it. You have to decide okay. what's going to go on it. No one's a fault except for you. Okay? Because you've chosen bad things to put on your taco. That's on you. Okay? Unless like the meat's like rancid or something. I mean, how hard is it to fucking grill up some ground beef? Not hard. Some chicken? Slice it up? Okay. You know? But then it's all the things that you put on top of it. And then it's delicious because you know what? It's as only as good as you can make it. So, of course, it's going to be great because you made it because you know what you like. Every buffet should have a taco. What's going on? It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's also the mm -hmm. easiest thing in the world. Oh, we need some chicken. We need some beef. Maybe some grilled veggies for the vegetarians. Then it's this guacamole and onions and cilantro and then hot sauce and tortillas. Get it together. Nothing gets you fired up like... Tacos. Tacos. It's insane. It's true. Um, I got a question for you. Okay. Have you thought of a Halloween costume? Yes. Oh, really? We got it. We did it. Share? You're going to make us wait. I mean, I will tell you, but I'm going to bleep it out. Okay. We're doing. Oh. Sarah is going to be. Love. And I'm going to be. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. It's coming in hot. Halloween is. And we're having a party if you want to come. You are. Yeah. I'll be in Park City playing a show. Hmm. That's dumb. Yeah, I know. Someone's got to work, you know? Yeah. Well, but, uh, that sounds great. Can't wait to see the photos. You guys always slay. I know. I think we're really going to invest in a good photo booth this year. Oh, you should for sure. Yeah. You know? For sure. I think we got a good step and repeat. We need to get like dedicated camera or like phone just for that day. Mm-hmm. So. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. Love it.
Oh, I wanted to to promote next week. Very excited to have the one and only Ingrid Michaelson on the show. Very exciting. We hardly ever have guests, so it's such a special treat when we do. I know. You really gotta you really gotta be great to be on our show. Mm-hmm. And True. Ingrid's pretty great. She's a very funny, very funny lady. Speaking of uh, musicians, do you have any musics? Kevin Garrett has a new song called Lonely Like Me. Sounds sad as fuck. Should we give it a play? Yeah, let's do it. I like that. I mean, classic Kevin Garrett. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you know that Limp Biscuit has had a new song? No. Dad vibes. I kind of want to hear it. Am I about to play Limp Biscuit? I just want to hear. I got to hear this. Also, the way that they spent Biscuit is hilarious. I didn't. I didn't even know if I knew that. Bizkit. <laughs> Bizkit. All right. So here's Limp Biscuit on the podcast. This can't be real. Oh, it's it's real. Like they, this has to be for like a cartoon or a movie or something. Like this cannot be a real song they're putting out here. I mean, it is a real song that's been put out, and then you just made me play it on the podcast. And <laughs> so many dads in New Balances are going to be grilling out to that fucking song, and I can't. All right, what that's do you got? Absolutely, they are. Yeah. Okay, I have one more. This one's a real one. Kane Brown has a song out with her. That's a really cool duo. It's called Blessed, Blessed and Free. I just need to drive slow, eyes closed, whichever way my mind goes. I'm just trying to lay low, so don't. I love her. Yeah. She she is so cool. I just am obsessed with her. So I finally listened to the majority of the Olivia Rodrigo record. I haven't listened to any of it. Really? Yeah. I know, like, they stole a bunch of Paramore songs. That's all I know. Yeah, and you can tell she's influenced by a lot of things, which is great. So here's my thing. As a man who loves Sad Bastard, mm-hmm. her stuff is really, really good, but every song is about a boy. Every song is about a breakup with the boy. I don't think okay. that there's a single song that isn't about that and like blatantly about that. Here's my thing: just mix it up a little bit, you know. Have well, a, have men a sa- are trash, so it's easy to write about that. I know, but have a song about you know like your grandma dying or something, climate change or something. You know, like sad bastard up other things, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't heard it, so I can't. I can't really say anything. 
Yeah. If you go listen to like old Elliott Smith records or like, you know, Ryan Adams records, like, yes, there are a lot of like breakup songs. Like even Taylor Swift would like deviate from a breakup song, sing a different type of song. Mm, I don't, I don't really listen to her, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Sad Bastard, it's so funny because Sarah was, I'm obsessed with this artist and I can't stop listening to her. Oh yeah. Who is it? She was like, her name's Maddie Diaz. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Maddie? She's like, what? Now I know her. She's like, oh, you heard of her? And I was like, no, I know her from, she lived in Nashville. Known her forever. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, her new record's fucking amazing. She's like, you should tell her that. She probably just tweet it to her because like that would probably mean more to her than, well, yeah. than me saying anything. But she's got a new record out called History of a Feeling. And okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. I loved her back in the day. Same. It's so good. So yeah, this is uh, this is pretty great. This is a song called Think of Me. Okay. I'm sorry I love you is noise that you make No, I didn't even notice you Staying out, staying out all night Running your fingers down her thighs Licking your lips in the low light No, I didn't even notice you I hope you fuck her with your eyes closed Dude, girls are savage. Yep. Savage. But men are trash, so. Yeah, totally. Amazing. That's kind of all I got. All right. Think we did Pretty it? good. Pretty good, right? Yeah. I'm I'm excited to give Midnight Mass another go. God, I, I wish I was you and I got to watch it again. All right. Well, um, I'm going to go out on another Maddie Diaz song because Sarah really likes it and she wants me to play it. It's a song called History of a Feeling which is the title track. We're out of here. Next week, we doing Ingram Michelson, or do you want to wait another week? I think next week's good. I think so, too. Yeah. Excited to see what happens with uh, Michelle's journey into love. I love Michelle. Do you? Yeah, I think she's great. I don't know. I mean, like, I thought she was great on that last season or whatever, but like, I'm not sure. I think the jury's still out for me, you know? Okay. I need to learn more. Because remember, right. she she came late, right? Didn't she come late? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't really get to know her as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. But excited to see the journey uh, for her. Always, always. All right. Well, I guess we're uh, we're out of here. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you guys. Um, see you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.